0: CHAPTER Twelve, LIVER Gwen wore his full warrior regalia to the funeral of Ethnician. He stood, grim, as other faiths said their speeches and eulogies. He returned to the steady gaze of his mother, who, when she was not presenting the appearance of an appropriately grieving aunt, secretly stared hatred at him that seemed to say, "'It should have been you.' It was seemly for the king of the Sealy Fae to be present at such a funeral. Ethnician had been a cruel, horrific monster since they were young, but he was also family. It obligated him, forced him into functions he had no interest in attending. But Gwen stood hiding more than the fact that he hated his cousin from his fellow Fae. He was hiding a great deal, in fact, about Ethnician's sudden, unexpected passing. Ethnician had been murdered in Gwen's palatial rooms by August watching Afnisian's family members, since they had always belonged to Afnisian more than they had ever belonged to Gwen, something hardened into stone in his gut. He and August had been living a month peaceably since the display, barely seeing each other, civil when they encountered one another by chance. It had been a tentative stalemate, hadn't it? He had given August chances, had increased his leeway, and for what— when he'd discovered August over the bloodied mess of Ethnician, so mauled that his face was hardly recognizable, he'd acted as quickly as possible. He'd unthinkingly used his light to knock August unconscious before August had even really noticed him, shackled him by the wrists and ankles in his innermost room, where no one else could penetrate, and then he'd teleported the body of Ethnician, complete with parts, to the caves of Argoth. It was a desperate act, but one he hoped would seem reasonable. Even some of the most studied, battle-hardened Fey didn't survive the caves of Argoth. He'd come back and reported the death immediately, stating that a Fey had informed him privately of the matter. No one had questioned the death so far. Fey funerals were broken into several stages. Immediately following a death, family members gathered to give their speeches to one another. Within twelve hours of the announcement of Ethnician's death, immediate, extended, and distant family rallied in the weeks that would follow wakes would be arranged but gwendy did this first part out of the way as quickly as possible to escape his mother's gaze to deal with the situation he had brought down upon himself after the funeral a black mood descended over him as he walked back to his rooms he didn't like the idea of leaving august down in the cells to waste away he didn't like the idea of killing him hadn't the display been designed to avoid that very event but if anyone ever found out the truth of what had happened, if anyone found out that Gwen had covered up for August, he would be demoted and killed. He would lose his kingdom, no great loss, but he would be known for the creature he was, destroyed for choosing August over family. It was untenable. August was awake, chained to the wall, spattered with Afnisian's dry blood, yet still managed to look infuriatingly calm when Gwen entered the room. He watched Gwen quietly, a hint of a smirk lurking about his lips. Seeing that, after everything, caused a cold rage to burrow through him, forcing its way up and down his spine. Gwen's hand tensed, but he didn't curl it into a fist. Not yet. He had to be careful. He had to maintain some measure of control. If his time with August had taught him anything, it had taught him that. Are you going to ask me why? August purred a dangerous, jagged light in his eyes. "'No,' Gwen said coldly, noticing droplets of blood on the floorboards where August had struggled hard against the shackles once he'd regained consciousness. So the calm was not entirely real. Even August knew that there might be serious consequences to his actions. "'You look half-mad again,' August drawled, and Gwen's teeth ground together. "'I was hungry,' August said, as Gwen unstrapped the van vambraces off his arms." throwing them down onto the bed. You don't eat, Fay. Perhaps I was willing to make an exception for that shitty little psychopath, August said. You never told me you allowed him access to your rooms. He's family, Gwen said, angry that he was even being drawn out into conversation, and the things that I don't tell you could fill the library of Naratoth. August didn't reply after that. Gwen continued to strip down, focusing on removing his armor. He hated wearing his regalia for funerals. Armor was for war, for battle, not for standing there while he pretended to mourn. When he had dressed in his regular clothes, combed out his hair with his fingers, he turned to leave. "'If you were so hungry, perhaps I should find you something to eat.' August reacted to the smell of the human liver before Gwen had even entered the room. August didn't say anything, but Gwen could hear the feral, frantic pulling at the shackles. The kind of struggling that cared not for leaving skin intact, the desperate struggle of any wild animal." Gwen felt cold, dark pleasure curl up inside of him. If August wanted to put Gwen's entire reputation, his life, in jeopardy, then he could deal with the consequences. August was glaring at him as he entered, entire body weight straining against the cuffs, wrists dripping blood. "'I will destroy you,' August hissed, "'like I destroyed your cousin. Do you think I won't?' "'One day, perhaps,' Gwen said. "'But it won't be while I'm the king of the Seelie Fey "'and you are nothing but Underfae.' And it won't be today. He set down the plate with the perfect fresh liver upon it. It had been easy enough to acquire. Humans died all the time. Not all of them were organ donors. And there were plenty of Faye who fed upon humans before and after embalming. It was simple enough to put an order in, have it fast tracked because he was the king. He took up the fork and the knife while August watched with narrowed eyes, cut off a neat slice, laying it across the plate. Have you ever tried it? Gwen said, and August threw himself back against the wall and closed his eyes, squeezed them shut. "'Here we go again. You're going back to your roots, Gwen,' August gasped. "'You made me break you for doing this to Cullida. Do you remember? Do you remember how you cried and begged for me to rid you of your madness? I hardly knew you, but you knew of me, of my reputation, didn't you? And knowing that I could deliver absolution, you bade me absolve you, and I, obviously, didn't do a good enough job.' "'Who will absolve you now?' "'I don't need your absolution,' Gwynne shouted, fist-clenching. "'I gave you a measure of trust, and this is how you repay me? "'A month, Argus, a month you've had here, under my protection, "'knowing that no one else would see you alive, and now this? "'And, of course, I am an idiot, which we have both always known, "'but this goes beyond the pale. "'And if you are willing to do this to me because of an excuse like hunger, "'I will make sure that you get fed.' "'Fuck you, Gwynne.' August laughed, and Gwen knelt over him and drew his fist back, looking into eyes that were part amusement and part despair. Gwen turned away, forcing his arm down, forcing himself to take deep breaths. Cursing already, August, Gwen heard himself say. So I'm getting through to you then. August began to sag in his shackles, and Gwen took his opportunity. With the reflexes born of repeated centuries of battle, he grabbed the sliver of meat and lunged back, pulling August's mouth open and shoving the liver down the back of his throat. The element of surprise worked on his side. August swallowed reflexively as he struggled too late, eyes opening impossibly wide. They locked onto his, disbelieving. Gwen slammed his palm over August's mouth, an icy bloodlust surging through him, a familiar sensation that hadn't awoken since the hunt. August immediately tried to choke the liver back up again, and Gwen closed his fingers round August's throat, preventing him. Shackles clanked and jangled. August's entire body became a roiling mass of tension, Gwen felt when August summoned his water-horse strength to his human form, but Gwen was stronger even than that. After two minutes, August went limp against the shackles. After another two had passed, Gwen let go, stepped back, watched, waited. "'Should I have asked if it will kill you?' Gwen said, and August didn't respond, boneless and trembling, far paler than usual. "'Never mind. I know. We once had to wrangle some information out of the Kefaldur. August didn't look up, but he took a deep, slow breath through his nose. "'Let me know when the pain begins,' Gwen said. "'And if it doesn't, I have acquired a whole liver. I could do this all night. Tomorrow. The next day. I could get another.' No response. Gwynne smashed down his own discomfort with the situation and settled nearby in his stiff back chair, folded his arms. A minute ticked by. Another. "'I gave you—' Aga said, his voice weak. A measure of trust. Gwen frowned. He leaned forwards, placed his hands on his knees. To not do this to you? After you kill a family member? After you make me your disposal unit? Threaten my reign? Force me to cover up for you and go against my nature? There was nothing of justice in any of this. (sighs) I wasn't thinking that far ahead. It was cold-blooded murder. You weren't thinking at all. You were reverting to type. August drew his knees up as far as the manacles around his ankles would allow him. His shoulders bowed forwards. You were like him, you know, August said. You were very like Ifnisian. Were you friends? Gwen narrowed his eyes. He didn't appreciate the comparison. And Ifnisian had been back in Gwen's rooms again, this time had made his way deeper into the palace of concentric circles. To torment him, no doubt. Except that Ifnisian knew that Gwen would be absent from the palace, didn't he? Gwen had announced it himself, that he would be away on important business. Had Ifnisian forgotten when he wandered into the palace? Was he looking for the artifact he had asked for and been denied? Gwen had assumed that was a front. "'Your... your ham-handed methods of punishment don't teach anything at all,' August managed." If you think this will make me ignore the plot that you have both made against my brother, you had best get a lot more liver. Gwen sat up straighter. Confusion flared into sudden, sharp understanding. There's no plot against Ash, Gwen said, and August jerked against the chains holding him. That is what you would say, isn't it? You pushed Golvy and Ash into power, but we both know that Ash is the weaker link there. If he was deposed— If he was removed as king, everything made a great deal more sense—an awful sense. Ephesian would threaten something like that. He would goad. He would be cruel. This is why you were a terrible king," Gwen said, walking over to the desk and getting the keys for the shackles. A shadow of doubt twisted into something far more painful. There was no crushing down how he felt about himself in that moment. August had warned him. August had told him he didn't have the madness under control. He knelt beside August and unlocked the first manacle, growling when he saw how much damage had been done. You don't take the weak people out of power, Gwen said angrily. You leave them in power. You make them aware that you put them there. Then they are easy to manipulate. Even unseelie Fay like to square their debts. When you made your court, I couldn't believe you asked the Nain Rouge to join you. She was going to do to you exactly what you did to the Raven Prince. It was as though... You had all the ambition and skill and charm and power to get there, and then once you got there... He unsnicked the other manacle and pulled it away from August's limp wrist. You didn't know how to do any of it. August tilted alarmingly forward, and then managed to hold himself back through sheer strength of will to stop his forehead from touching Gwen's shoulder. He was trembling. Gwen tasted bile in the back of his throat. August had even asked him, "'Are you going to ask me why?' He'd even offered to tell his side of the story. But no, Gwen had felt trapped, had responded in a way that would make his family proud. "'I would never plot to take Ash out of power. He's a pliable idiot. I might be terrible at everything interpersonal, I know that. But I can rule a kingdom. Under my reign we have seen the final destruction of the Nightmare King. I have restored an element of balance to the seely and unseely kingdoms. I have ended wars before they have begun, and stopped tyrannies in their tracks.' And the one thing that you seem to have missed is that I don't work against those that can be easily manipulated. You shouldn't talk about my brother that way. Shut up, August, Gwen said, lifting August up into his arms and leaning backwards so that he didn't tip right out of them again. He walked out of his room, away from the liver. Where his hands accidentally glanced from the fabric of August's clothing to his skin, they slipped on sweat. You know it's true. You love that he is guileless, that he doesn't have the mind for it. You just don't love it, now that he's in power, and can be easily manipulated by everyone else while you aren't there to make sure it doesn't happen. This all sounds very reassuring. But you, you would do something like this. You've used him before. You... You knew how I would react if you... If you were to august trailed off and then muttered a long string of faint curse words that dissolved into nothing but ragged breathing gwen swore once sharply he walked faster he thought maybe water might help he took a right turn and then another walking through several curtains of vines ethnisian played you and underestimated your love for your brother and he paid the price for it. i can't say i'm tremendously sorry about ethnisian being that he was a shitty little psychopath as you eloquently put it but if anyone ever found out that I— Gwen entered the dim room with its quiet, tranquil lake and walked straight into the water, getting his pants wet, his shirt, August's clothing. August tensed as soon as his legs hit the lake. If anyone ever found out that I covered up for you, but the least loved Fay in both kingdoms— I wasn't thinking that far, August said. He was a crude wordsmith, but effective— Gwen had felt betrayed, so betrayed, and he had only seen far enough ahead to how trapped he was. He was so tangled up in the mess that he'd started with August, and he had done it to himself. Efnesian wouldn't have known that August was there in the first place, would have been stunned, though not shocked enough that he couldn't taunt him. And Gwen had placed him up there, the monster in the palace, the minotaur in the maze. All because Gwen couldn't stomach killing or imprisoning someone who needed to be contained, leashed because Gwen had never believed in human punishments for Fay, August continued to tense until he shook violently from it, and then, clearly trying to suppress pain through a closed mouth and clenched teeth, he moaned thinly. "'Is it too late to throw it up?' Gwen said, and August breathed a pained laugh against his chest. <laughs> "'You made sure!' Gwen settled them both down on the underwater bench. The last time Gwen had been in this position, on this bench— August had stabbed fingers into his gut. Gwen grimaced. He tried to shift August so that he wasn't completely on his lap anymore, so that he was next to him, but August turned sideways into him and refused to move. They were both immersed almost up to their shoulders in the water, the tips of August's hair floating out limply. He had never seen August in so much pain. He knew it would only get worse. "'Distract me!' August gasped, and Gwen reached up automatically, hesitated." and then curved an awkward arm around him. He had met all kinds of monsters in his lifetime. He was related to them, he had defeated them, he had avoided them, he had killed them. But the one he couldn't get away from, the one that seemed to do the most damage, was himself. What did Afnisian say to you? Gwen said, his voice echoing off the surface of the water. Not with conversation. August managed a look that was so exasperated it leveled him. Gwen's eyes widened. Uh, "'I'm not sure we should—' August made a pained noise that ended up strangled in the back of his throat. He rolled his eyes up to the ceiling, and they sheened with tears, before he rolled them back down again, desperate. "'Do do not—do not—make me beg you, Gwen. I—' August lifted his head, brushed chapped lips against the side of Gwen's face. It was clumsy and unfocused, August's tongue slid along his jawline, a warm streak that ended with Gwen feeling August's nostrils flare against his lips as another spasm of pain worked its way through his body. Gwen held him, helpless, as August's entire body revolted against that small slice of liver inside of him. August had never pressed lips to him before, not like that, had never willingly kissed his face. Gwen stared ahead, blank, uncertain. Was he pretending Gwen was someone else? That, more than anything— made him worry for August's well-being, his safety. His hand moved fretfully across August's back. How long will the pain last? Under-fay, August gasped, smeared wetness against the side of Gwen's cheek as his body shifted, trying to find a more comfortable position around a pain he couldn't escape. Long. Could be fatal. When I was king, I accidentally took a bite once, and— Tasted bad. Made very sick. I recovered in time. Different now. Gone were the precise words and sentences, the smoothness of his voice. August sounded ruined, and Gwen could smell the fear rising from him, the acrid silt of it. August was afraid for himself, his life, possibly of the increasing agony. Gwen doubted that he could truly distract August from the pain— He knew it was rising, quickly, and that for it to be bad enough that August could no longer hide it, it was beyond bearing. You did this to him. You did this without thinking, as always, because you had a bad day. How many times have you gone to August with your bad days, and turned into what your family always wanted you to be? Gwen choked off a sound in the back of his own throat. He couldn't deal with this now, but his mind was relentless, and on a teal's, a bleak, consuming hatred— it eclipsed what his mother felt for him. It bloomed along his spine like a disease. What will you do? And you thought defeating August was difficult when he was king. What will you do now that the only beast you have to contend with is yourself? The kingdom might notice now that they have no villains to fixate on. August rattled a sound that was half-wet breath, half-agony, and then juttered against Gwen in a violent racking of pain. Gwen squeezed his eyes shut. He couldn't bear this. He had a terrible idea. Another one. He pressed his lips absently to the side of August's head, lost in thought. He knew the idea was wrong, was a sign of how far down the rabbit hole he'd fallen. But he was already so close to losing his kingship, he'd already done something which would get him demoted and killed if it was ever discovered. When he removed the body of his own cousin, he'd already committed to protecting the stupid creature in his arms in far more ways than could ever be forgiven. He couldn't tell which way was up anymore. His chest knotted up. August's center was changing, and he was being dragged along with it, caught up in an undertow he thought he could control. August, Gwen whispered against the side of his face. August, can you hear me? Are you listening? August didn't respond. A new wave of whole-body cramps was moving through him, turning his muscles to spasms, making them writhe. August bit out long, faint, keening sounds, trying to keep what might have been screaming under control. August was barely able to manage his own body, now. Gwen knew that if he was going to do it, he'd have to do it soon. The liver poisoning could kill him, and there was hours of this torment left, at least, and he hadn't even thought to factor in August's status. Why did he constantly forget that August was under Fay? Perhaps because you don't believe he should be. August Akushka. Gwen said softly, formally, wishing he could claw out his heart and replace it with the just, fair spirit that used to beat there instead. The reality was, it hadn't been there for months. I, Gwen Apneed, king of the city court, revoke your status as underfey. and— Gwen took a deep breath as August stiffened in his arms, a combination of pain and disbelief. The shock of it thrummed through both of them like a tuning fork. Gwen's gut churned, but he could see no other way out of what he'd done. Worse, it felt like the right thing to do. I hereby revoke your status as under Faye, and raise you up to the status of capital. August made a choked sound deep in his throat, sobbed as another rush of pain flooded through him. The status change wouldn't be immediate, but it would start soon enough. Gwen was glad that status changes were private matters for Faye to announce for themselves, so that no one else would know. He was glad that capital status meant that August couldn't teleport and couldn't make his magical domes. Glad that August was still a prisoner. He was horrified, chagrined at himself. He wanted to demote himself. He still believed, somewhere inside of him, that August was playing some terrible long game. And if he was, if he was, Gwen had played straight into his trap. But the frail, weak creature whom Gwen had just force-fed an agonizing poison couldn't have known that Gwen would use liver against him could never have predicted that Gwen would feel a shred of guilt over the matter once he had. Did, in fact, believe that Gwen was plotting against his brother and had retaliated to protect the person he loved. I gave you a measure of trust. Gwen closed his eyes, pressed a wet palm against his face. He told himself that the water was from the pond, wasn't mixed with anything else, that his eyes weren't burning, that he was fine, he was running the kingdom that he never wanted, and he would be fine. "'because everyone expected justice and light "'and seemed to forget his roots. "'Everyone except August.' "'The next hour passed too slowly. "'August ended up racked with near-constant pain, "'and when he started clawing at his own belly, "'Gwen had the horrible job of keeping his sharp nails away from his flesh, "'making sure that he didn't gut himself. "'August was using enough force that he fully believed "'that he might end up killing himself without realizing, "'trying to remove the flesh to dig out the toxins inside.' And when August finally started to sob, broken and desperate, noises that would have humiliated him if he'd had the awareness to know what he was doing, Gwen couldn't do much more than hold him close and whisper apologies that August would never hear. And if, at one point, Gwen spoke the words, "'Absolve me!' in his own hitched-up voice, August didn't hear that either. Gwen could tell when the power started flowing back. He could tell before August could. It didn't relieve the pain straight away— but he could feel a shimmering greenness, a coalescing murk that swelled back into place. It thickened August's hair, caused Waterweed to sprout more freely from his scalp. It made August grip him more tightly when the cramps came, his musculature responding. The change was happening much faster than it normally would, but perhaps that was because they were both bending their will so desperately towards it. Capital Fae, those who were allowed to enter, without permission from the kings and queens, the courts of the Fae. Not yet out of court, not yet court, but a status of repute. What have I done? Gwynne said to himself, hoping that if he said the words out loud, he would wake up, but he didn't wake up, and his eyes burnt acid. He wasn't made for this; he was made to pick up swords and fight clear, armed enemies. He was suitable for advising kings, but not being one. He'd been trained as battlefield fodder. These situations were beyond him, and the only reason more people didn't know that was because he could, at times, move people against each other effectively, could strategize. Time passed, and August, after some time simply resting limp and exhausted against him, shifted. It was a purposeful movement, though it was still weak. He moved until he could press his forehead into Gwen's shoulder, and Gwen told himself that the only reason he didn't remove his hand from August's back, didn't stop stroking, was that he wanted to be prepared in case August tried to escape. I was dying, August said, quietly. His voice was a poor attempt at his usual smoothness. Yes, Gwen said, voice strained. I didn't think that far ahead. They seemed to be borrowing each other's words. I thought you meant for me to die, August said. I thought, at first, that you had planned to harm my brother, and that because Evnissian couldn't keep his foul mouth shut— You would make sure that I couldn't reveal the plan, to. By the gods, these sorts of politics are beyond my kin, it seems, when Ash is involved. Careful, August, Gwen said, horrified that August actually thought he would kill him. Horrified because he'd almost done it twice now. You're admitting to being bad at something. You're better than that. I heard you, August said, scraping his teeth over Gwen's skin, biting hard enough that Gwen winced. Absolve me. Gwen went still. Dread crept up into his throat. He'd hardly been aware of saying it, and he was sure that August hadn't heard him. "'Do you think I should?' August said, a manacle-damaged wrist sliding against his chest, fingers spider-walking down his torso. The movements were not as precise as usual, but they were still absurdly confident. Even with August's center changing, he slipped into dominance so easily. And Gwen couldn't want it, couldn't trust him, certainly not now. And yet— He remembered two hands encircling his wrists, and the look on August's face that said he knew exactly what he was doing, exactly what Gwen needed. "'Should I make you work for it?' August rose up and pushed his tongue into Gwen's ear. "'It's what he wanted since before you had me in the cell, isn't it? "'Have you been able to admit it to yourself yet? "'All those times you looked after all of us, both kingdoms?' I wish there was someone you could visit to make all the bad, wrong feelings go away. Because don't they just build up, otherwise? They build and build, and you end up poisoning a water horse you care for, with only one way to extract yourself. One method that the other fay will never, ever forgive you for. Raising my status from under fay, you can imagine their faces, can't you? Gwen turned his head away but August shifted easily in the water, stronger now, empowered in his own element. "'Don't you hate yourself? Just a little. Do you wonder if you're like Avnisian? You're related. You share blood.' Gwen didn't respond, and he gasped when he felt a sharp fingernail press through the barrier of the skin at his neck like it was nothing. Blood welled around the wound and trickled down his skin. It was a sharp, grounding pain. "'I asked you a question, Gwen.' and you will answer me. Gwen told himself he should stop this. He told himself he had to. Things had gone far enough. He had disposed of a body. He had lied about how Afnisian had been killed. He had done it for a criminal, for someone who would always be remembered as one who could never be forgiven, could never be released. He had attended that funeral knowing full well that he deserved emotion, that he could be killed for what he had done. He had raised August up from Fay to capital, because he couldn't bear the thought of August in that prolonged pain— Of him dying. And he could revoke that status again, but he didn't want to. What goes on in that head of yours? August whispered, trailing fingernails down the side of Gwen's face and pressing threateningly. You come across as being more dense than a block of hardwood. But what really goes on? You didn't answer my question. Do you wonder if you'll like Ifnisian? Look at what you've done in the past. Look at what you did to Ifnisian look at what you did for me. They're just words, August. I can remove your status at any time. So do it, August laughed, and even though it was a hoarse shadow of his usual easy laughter, it rippled with a dangerous arrogance. Make me underfay again, Gwen. I see you. I've seen you for a long time. Didn't you wish, the first time you came down to that cell, that I would split you open, make you bleed? and you would not have to think any more about how hard it is up there, playing the game, doing the strategy. I could tell you were having a hard day. Gwen became vaguely aware that he was shaking. He realized, as August slid fingers up into his hair and then clawed them down his scalp, that he was dropping too quickly. He was losing complete control of the situation, had already lost it, and then what if he ended up like Abnisian? What if he ended up mangled and broken and unrecognizable, and everyone discovered it was because he'd given in, because he wasn't strong enough to resist for— "'It's been so long, you don't need much,' August said, straddling him, sliding warm thighs across Gwen's hips, making sure his breath gusted against Gwen's skin. "'Do you? But here, Gwen, listen to me. You do so like to hear me talk, don't you?' Gwen made a sound of disagreement that faded away to nothing when August scraped his fingernails through his scalp again. It set trails of fire down the back of his spine. He was swimming up through fog, trying to remind himself of all his duties, the ones he may have just thrown away, because he couldn't handle his responsibilities like a functioning king. "'Do you want to know what I learned about you all those years ago? I learned that you are a wild creature who tames himself for others, because that's what your family taught you was right and proper.' But wild creatures don't take the yoke well. That's why we domesticate humans and horses and dogs. Not fae. And you tame yourself for others. But there are serious consequences. A barely restrained madness, perhaps. And afterwards, you're so bewildered. You are so damaged by your reality that you need someone else to give you permission for it. Can you imagine? A wild creature asking permission to be wild. How convenient I was for you, down there in the cells. I'm a wild creature, too. And you—well—August laughed quietly again. Who were you really trying to break apart, Gwen? August reached down under the water, slid his hand under Gwen's shirt, trailed fingertips over Gwen's skin. He reached lower, unbuttoned his pants, worked aside the clingy, wet fabric with ease. Gwen made a sound of revulsion when August rubbed his mangled, torn-up wrist over his cock. He tried to move away, heart-beating wild palpitations in his chest. He lurched sideways, but August shifted with him, murmuring something that he couldn't catch. "'You did this,' August said softly, biting Gwen's lower lip. He laughed when Gwen didn't move again, when his head dropped back and he stared, unseeing, at the ceiling. He was in too deep. He was drowning. There was too much to sort out. He'd have to hide what he'd done from everyone. He would have to hide the truth from them forever. There was no justice in what he'd done, not in hiding a family member's body for August.' There was no justice left to give. He couldn't see into his own self. He didn't know what was left. You're dropping fast, August purred. The wrist against him turned into a hand, grasping him firmly, stroking him to hardness with an ease that was almost embarrassing. August's hands were too clever, even when they were tired. And Gwen, well, Gwen had never needed clever. The first time he had been with August he hadn't felt worthy of that careful, thorough, meticulous breaking. He had expected to be taken apart like an animal, and it was worse, almost. This attention. You're the king of the Seelie Court, letting me do this to you. Don't avoid it, Gwen. Look at the reality in front of you. Honestly, why aren't you stopping me? August said. Gwen made a sound in his throat, tried to shift again, but his body wasn't listening. He was paralyzed, apprehension and anxiety and the appeal of August all drawing up together until he felt sick with it. "'You don't need me to break you anymore,' August said, his voice almost soothing. "'You broke. You didn't even need me to break you the first time. You were already broken. No, stay, stay, listen to me. The first time you saw proof of your wild nature, the first time you realized you weren't tame like your family members, that you weren't the royal son they'd expected—' It put a rift in your soul. It cracked you wide open. Stop, Gwen said, and groaned when August squeezed him harder, and then lightened his grip, teasing. After that, you did what any animal does when it's been injured. You ignored the injury, or buried it with leaves and muck, hoping that it would stay hidden. And you, you dumb idiot, you thought you had fixed yourself, only to find out, again and again, that the rift would not heal, and that you were a wild creature. For a while there, we had the wild hunt, didn't we? You almost, almost embraced it. Imagine that, your core, and you still couldn't embrace it fully. August twisted his palm over the head of Gwen's cock repeatedly, and the sensations were dragging him down. The water lapped gently against him. August's hair was sticking to the side of his neck, curling around his shoulders. You've never forgiven yourself for it, You've never been able to forgive how you betrayed yourself when you realized what you were, how you've continued to betray yourself ever since. Don't pretend now that you don't know what I'm talking about. Should I say it? Should I tell you what you are? I... Gwyn didn't know what he wanted, didn't know what to ask for, didn't know what he was doing, hadn't known for a long time. August's hand was undoing him, but the words were getting the job done faster. He was coming apart, and there was nothing left to hold on to. You made a son eat his father's heart, and you liked it. I can just imagine the shit eating grin you had on your face because I've seen it. Stop, Gwynne gasped, and his hands came up. He pushed at August and tried to twist out of his grip. In response, August closed his hand punishingly around his cock until it sent a sharp pain lancing up through him. He bit down at the side of Gwen's neck so hard that his teeth broke skin. Gwen froze, and seconds passed in that tense moment. Slowly, August relaxed his grip, resumed stroking. He withdrew his teeth and lapped at the blood. Still sore about it, aren't you? You asked for absolution, but you never realized that you don't get absolution, Gwen. It's not something that you get to have. Gwen blinked up at the ceiling, shuddering, close to tumbling over into some abyss that he couldn't name. He'd been near this before. He told himself one half-hearted attempt at reassurance, that after this was over, it would go back to normal. Everything would go back to normal. You don't get absolution. August pushed his lips against Gwen's, breathed the words against his mouth. You don't get absolution because it's not a sin to be yourself, Gwen. Gwen's eyes flew open, his chest heaved with a dry wretch. even as August pushed him back into the bank of the pond hard, and twisted his hand in a way that promised he was better at getting Gwen off than Gwen was himself. And as a litany of denial poured from his lips directly into August's mouth, his back arched and his mind went blank. He came hard, fire and terror and light throbbing through him. His eyes were shut, but he could see the burst of light behind his eyelids. His pores felt split with the stuff. It was as though an electrical current was being run along his spine, He was distraught, he was supposed to keep the light under control, but he couldn't concentrate, and August's hand was still moving on him, and he was still coming, even as he wanted to flee the whole cursed kingdom. August tore his lips away from Gwen's and kept moving his hand well past the point that was comfortable. Gwen shifted, tried to move August's arm away, and he should have been strong enough to do it, but his limbs weren't listening to him. He felt shattered. "'But I'll still break you if you want it,' August said." "'shifting his other hand so that he could undo his own pants. "'He canted his hips forward until he could wrap his hand around both of them, August hard against him, pursuing his own pleasure "'even as Gwen was oversensitive, pained. "'Look at you. How beautiful you are when you cry,' "'August said with a smirk, lapping up trails of tears "'that Gwen hadn't realized he'd been shedding. "'Beautiful without light of yours when you supernova. "'So when you come to your senses, how long do you think?' you have to punish one of us because you were just being yourself. And which one of us is it going to be? I rather think you've got the two-birds-one-hand thing figured out, if you ask me. Gwen had no words left, nothing of language. He shook uncontrollably as August brought himself off. He wouldn't open his eyes when August asked him to, not even when fingernails tightened at the base of his neck and threatened to sink into skin. There was no physical pain on the planet that would make him face the broken-down mess he'd turned his life into and the oversensitivity August's hand on him, it was a tenuous anchor. He'd rather that than nothing at all. August sighed when he came, pressed his chest against winds, pushed water up between them. And Gwen wanted to ask him if he was still in any pain, if the status change had helped, if it was worth it. If any of it was worth it. August hadn't retaliated, hadn't done what Gwen had expected him to do all along hadn't destroyed him, as Gwen had tried to do in turn, as Gwen was doing to himself. "'I've fed you liver,' Gwen said. "'I don't understand you.' August hushed him, twirled a lock of hair into his fingers, and tugged. "'You came to your senses. You didn't let me die. And you are... a mess, Gwen.' I accepted my nature such a long time ago. It felt good. It probably helped that I had a brother who is, in his moments just as bloodthirsty and vicious as I am, despite that generosity and compassion that shines out of him. But you never had that. And indeed, the family member who you would have seen that would have reminded you of yourself was of whose center has always been cruelty. And so, I believe I have you quite figured out. Gwen curled forwards, exhausted. He was stunned when an arm curled around his shoulder, when fingers brushed his hair back and tucked it behind his ears. "'Gwen,' August said, and Gwen nodded tiredly, beyond speech. "'Could you find out if there is a plot against my brother?' Alga said. "'If Nissian had details, I wouldn't have lost control like that if he hadn't known... things. I have to know. "'Ash is... Ash is not made for politics, and even as king, he could be easily deposed if the right people were plotting against him. "'I could do it in my sleep.' "'Ash... yes.' Okay, Gwen August said something of pleasure and trepidation in his voice, an odd combination. If you are going to revoke my status again, you should do it now. Gwen shrank down, trying to become small and invisible. Old instincts were kicking in his oldest instincts. hide when there is a threat, fight when the threat persists. bite back if anyone got too close. Ah, oh, well, August said lazily. Knowing you, you'll probably save it up for some punishment until you fuck up again and nearly kill me. Gwen couldn't think of anything to say. He didn't want reality to come back. He didn't want his court. He couldn't give it away. No one else would tolerate August, and others would want retribution. What would they do if they found out August's status had been changed? Why, they would ask. What would possess you to do such a thing? You need this, you know, August said quietly not all the time, but more than you get it. You sink so easily into the headspace, it is actually dangerous. In the wrong hands, you could be deposed. Think about that for a moment. With all of your skill as a king, this betrays you, your willingness to be broken down. I used to daydream about it sometimes, when I was king, about getting you in my clutches. You were my prisoner, Gwen said. "'shivering with something he hoped wasn't arousal at August's words. "'I can't just let you. "'Yes, you can. "'In controlled circumstances, under blood oath, you can. "'You are still stronger than me. "'You can revoke the status at any time, can you not? "'Give me a real reason that I shouldn't dig my fingers into that rift of yours, "'and perhaps I shall pay heed.' "'Gwen whimpered at the thought of it. "'He couldn't think of anything worse. "'And yet... "'I'll lose the kingdom.' I'll— No, Alga said. You will lose the kingdom if you go on the way you have been going. And deep down, you know that. Take it from someone who has a deep understanding of madness. You are an idiot if you think I'll trust you in this. If you think— Yes, please don't give me all of your trust. That would be foolish. I will find my way back to power again, and you know it. Not this century. Not the next. Or perhaps, maybe, I just need the right moment to come up and present itself. It's good that you're worried, Gwen. I'd be concerned for you if you weren't. I think you're just the right amount of scared about how much you care for me, and how much you couldn't stop this even if you wanted to. Gwen shook his head, denial and fear and longing thick in his throat. August's arms tightened and lips pressed against his forehead like he might be worth something. It made Gwen want to throw up. I have to leave, Gwen said. There are meetings to attend, a war tribunal, and— At least you're amusing when you're dumb, August sighed. You'll take time out of your busy schedule to torture me, but not to sit in a lake. You will stay until I say you can leave. I don't care if you're stronger than me. That is what will happen. And if you try and leave, I will shove you so far down into that darkness you will never find your way out. Ever. Gwen swallowed, shifted, knew it was true. Knew it was true from the moment he walked down into the underground prison for the first time convinced that if he just struck hard enough, struck at the right points, he could make it so that August could never see into the truth of him again. "'You just sit here,' August said softly, while I think of ways to dig you open under blood oath. "'What will you let me do, Gwen? How far will you let me go?' "'I think, actually, you will let me do what I like, once I get started. "'I think, actually, you have no idea how much of yourself you have revealed over the past months?' The sole spaces I could stab into? Gwen made a sound of descent, nausea pressing through him. It was all coming apart. It was almost completely unraveled now. He didn't know how to begin putting things back together again. He didn't think admitting that he needed the help of a criminal, power-hungry, sadistic waterhorse was the first step. He opened his eyes, stared into the shadows underneath August Chin. He felt ill, unkempt, ruined and he didn't know what to think at the relief that lurked nearby. He didn't want the eagerness. No creature should yearn to be broken so much, should they? He was doing everything wrong. He was... If you don't stop thinking, August said, I'm going to start right now, and I'm sore and angry and vengeful. I don't think you want me to start right now. Gwen shook his head at himself, at August. Shook his head because August didn't understand... Or perhaps he did. Perhaps he was just offering a fair warning. Yes, Gwen said. I, I think I do want you to start now. You poor dumb animal, August laughed. You have no idea what you've gotten yourself in for, have you?